This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 530. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company once again. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we've kicked off our 12 days of Christmas gift ideas. We speak to Navman about everything you need to know about dash cams, and Rode has released the new Video Micro 2 microphone to add a pro-level audio quality to your camera or smartphone. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new Kindle Scribe, which can be used not only for reading, but also writing. We also check out the SmartMe Air Purifier P1, and the hover bar tower, which can position your iPad perfectly for hands-free use in multiple situations. And we'll answer all of your tech questions, of course, in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and also Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I'm not going to sing that. It's just, I'm stating a fact there. Christmas is around the corner, and as we do every year, Tech Guide has kicked off its 12 days of Christmas gift ideas. Uh, 12 days. We've started off day one is cameras of all kinds. Cameras not only uh, – I'll get into them a little bit later, but not just for taking and shooting photos and video, but also – to keep us connected, uh, hybrid work setups or just FaceTime or Zoom our, our loved ones. And our 12 days rollout, uh, there's the categories we're going to cover include smartphones, uh, wearables slash smartwatches, headphones and speakers, gaming, that's day five. And then next week, we'll start with tablets and e-readers and then go on to drones and other gadgets, smart IoT devices, in-car gadgets, TVs, TV accessories, soundbars, Blu-ray, 4K. Then we'll also get into appliances and day 12 will be computers. So we hope you can stick around for all of those. Check back with Tech Guide every day to see those different categories. And these are the these are the, the choices we've made to include our, our recommendations and, and 90% of the products that are included in our gift guide this year are products we've written about already or and or reviewed as well. So we have had some experience with the product. So what you're seeing on Tech Guide are our recommendations for those particular categories and uh, we put them ahead of some other suggestions. There's plenty out there and, and that's the problem I think ahead of Christmas. We're trying to narrow down the options. We want to buy the ideal gift for friends and family or for yourself. So here we go with our 12 days of Christmas gift ideas. And tech, of course, is always a massive, massive part. Plenty of uh, plenty of tech on wish lists around the world. So I think there's a lot of people, and you may be one of these who wants to see a bit of tech under the tree to unwrap something on Christmas Day. Is it a camera? That's our day one category. And of course, you can't really go past, you can't talk about cameras without mentioning the GoPro. The GoPro Hero 11 Black that was released a few months ago. 
And this is, it has a larger sensor this year. So you get 10 bit color depth, more than a billion colors. So compared to previously, the previous model, it has really improved. There's also now a GoPro Hero Black Mini. So produces the same quality and one touch control, but there are there's only there's no screens. It's a, it's only it's a much smaller device. It does have uh, all the same quality. What I like about the GoPros this year is that they have an eight by nine aspect ratio, and why that's handy is because a lot of people don't know where they're going to use their content. If they do, if they know it's going to be for Instagram or TikTok, they'll shoot it with their phone, for example. And they'll shoot it in portrait mode, so straight up the screen, straight up. Uh, if they want to shoot something for YouTube or f- to feature elsewhere, then they'll shoot it landscape, so that's widescreen. What the 8 by 9 aspect ratio allows you to do is to make that decision after you've shot your content. So you can actually choose to run it deep or crop it wide. The the That's up to you after you've done this. So it, does, it also can mean that you can shoot something and share it across multiple platforms at the same time without having to reshoot it for one particular platform. So if you shoot like a TikTok video, for example, which is in portrait mode, then to translate that to YouTube, for example, or another or another platform, you may need to do that all again, but holding the phone uh, in landscape mode. So with what the GoPro does, it gives you coverage in both areas and in high quality in that 8x9 format. Other cameras we've looked at aren't just for taking everywhere like an action camera like the GoPro, but also to connect us. The Elgato face cam is 259. It is uh, very popular not only for connecting people, but also as a content creation device. A lot of streamers like to film themselves and Elgato, the face cam does fit in nicely with their other their other products to uh, for, to, to create that live stream. Logitech also has the Brio 500 webcam as well. So this is uh, got auto light correction, noise reducing microphone as well. So you really do look your best in meetings and sound pretty good as well. I also reviewed the Anchorwork B600 video conferencing bar. Now this is a $500 camera, but it has an included light and also a, a 2K camera, so it's got a four-mic array as well, dual speaker. So this is a high-end camera setup to make you look and sound your best for those customers, those users who want to be able to have a hybrid work style so they can still connect in high quality, be heard clearly, be seen clearly, and get their work done. That's $499.95. The Elgato Facecam, by the way, is $259. The Logitech Brio 500 webcam, $199.95. And the Anchorwork B600 video conferencing bar that I just spoke about, $499.95. Now, here's an interesting one from Canon. This is the PowerShot Pick. Now, this looks like a security camera, and it allows you to position this and capture family gatherings and other events so you can, it, it's capturing images on its own. So you can then pick the, the, the pictures that you prefer, whether it's, uh, it's something you want to share on social media or just keep for your memories. The pick can, uh, can help you get that done. The other action camera we've included is the DJI Osmo Action 3. This is, uh, has a similar design to the GoPro. DJI's version is a lot cheaper than the, than the, the GoPro. 
But the uh, the Osmo Action 3 has that front 1.4-inch touchscreen, the back 2.25-inch screen as well. So you can frame yourself if the camera is pointing at you. And you can also, of course, see if you're looking from behind, you can also see this big screen on the back as well. Now, let's talk about other cameras. And this uh, one of these is, a, is another favorite as well. I, I, I own the Sony ZV-1. This is a pocket vlogging camera, they call it. They've just released the ZV-1F, $899. This is a really impressive camera, shoots 4K, has great audio pickup as well, small, lightweight design, really produce some great results. And this is a camera that can literally fit in your pocket. It's a little pocket rocket, one of my favorites. Whenever I travel, that's always there. Uh, Canon has their EOS R10. So if you want to get into the DSLR world, this is a good starting point. Now, the the EOS R10 is starts at $14.99. That's for the body only. So you may already have some lenses. You, you, you might have to buy lenses, but for the body, a great starting point here, the EOS R10, $14.99, can, uh, has high-end autofocus tracking, really fast and light camera. You can shoot raw bursts of up to 23 frames a second. Uh, and also captures 0.5 seconds of pre-shooting to make sure you never miss a moment as well. And to keep things still and looking good, you need a stabilizer. And the the DJI Ronin RS3, it weighs just 1.3 kilograms, but can support up to three kilograms of camera. So if you want to have the really nice smooth panning and smooth movement, then the Ronin is what you need. That That's an accessory. If you've got a good camera, then if you're bumping around and, and the footage looks terrible, that, that means that you probably need something like the DJI Ronin, the RS3. $799 and really produces some good results there. Automatically releases and unfolds so that you can be shooting, have the camera on there and be shooting within seconds. So there you have it. That's day one. That's all about cameras. We do have those other days, so keep an eye out for them. We are going to update them every day. We'll do a bit of a recap in next week's show of the categories that we've gone through, some of the some of the star products that are proving to be very popular among customers. But if you want to read that full list, we've got uh, the, the list of every day and, and the categories we're covering. Uh, of course, you can go back and look at these, and, and if they if you know they're coming up, be sure to come back to Tech Guide and tune in. But the uh, the day one is on there. By the time you're listening to this, probably day two will be there. Day two is all about smartphones. We'll talk about them uh, next time. But uh, for now, day one is up on up and running. But be sure to revisit Tech Guide every day to make sure you don't miss out on anything. Keeping you updated and educated, Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, dash cams have become, I think, to the point now where they're almost become an essential product for your car. And it's it's one of those products. Do you remember before cars had their own built-in GPS? We used to have GPS. Well, cars don't have, not many of them have a dash cam built in, hardly any as a matter of fact. So having a dash cam in your car is something that's really useful and becoming, it's, they're becoming like seat belts. You don't think you need one until you need one. So if you get into an accident or something and it's a, it's, it's your word against the other driver and you have no dash cam, then it is it is really uh, your word against the other person. But if you've got a dash cam, your everything that happened is there for all to see. The video recording, the, uh, the speed that you're traveling, direction of travel, location, all there. 
So I, I did a bit of a, a, a Q&A with uh, Wendy Hammond. She's not on the show. It was a written Q&A. She was actually on holiday. God, uh, God, good luck to her. But she was kind enough, though, to answer my email questions about everything we need to know about Dashcam. And she's been in the business for quite a while. She's the country lead for Navman, Wendy Hammond, uh, and was good, kind enough to answer the questions via email. And we're going to go through them now. Uh, the the idea behind a Dashcam, I asked, like the, the one minute pitch is safety and protection from other drivers. It's important to have one. You get evidence of uh, fault, location, direction, speed of impact. There's an exact picture. Without it, you're unprotected. The other driver could be more aggressive and louder than you, but you don't need to argue if you've got a dash cam because it's all there for all to see. Uh, so if, if you get the blame and you lose your no claim bonus, then having a dash cam can help you keep the no claim bonus, prove you're not at fault. So hundreds of possibly not thousands of dollars at stake here uh, if you don't have the protection of a, of a dash cam, which can be your eyes and ears on the road. Now, the dash cams are improving and there are plenty of models out there, but there are some models. They're not all created equal. Some models better than others. And uh, the, the, the dash cams to look out for, which have, uh, obviously, the camera needs to be good quality. So they've got to have crisp, clear footage. They're stamped with the GPS coordinates, speed. There's a three-axis G sensor that if it senses an accident or heavy braking, it actually can put that footage in its own folder. So without you having to dig around and find the actual bit of footage, it will already do it because it senses that sort of thing. The Navman products have that. Uh, and, and you need to be able to have crisp enough video, clear enough video to read things like car number plates or street signs as well. So having imp uh, really clear footage is important. Um, there are some cheaper models that that have that don't have very good uh, the 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 handling bright sunlight. So there's flaring on the screen. So if you can't see the make of a car or the number plate, then really that dash cam's useless because it's not going to really tell you much apart from seeing a shape in front of you. Um, so when it comes to choosing, like once dash, some dash cams are better than others because of the quality of that footage and the Navman models come with Starvis low light sensors. Uh, so that they've got a two thirds of an inch sensor that captures more light and gives you clearer images, even in low light. So if you're in at, driving at night, it can also handle those conditions as well. Uh, you might be in a dark car park, and it does also handle that all of that. So having that really good sensor is very important. And Navman says there's a tested really uh, strenuously, rigorously tested, taken to temperatures above 70 degrees Celsius, below freezing. They're shaken and dropped, so they can handle the road. A lot of brands don't have those that same quality. Now, how easy is it to download the footage? The new Navman models have made it really easy. The entry-level models use the desktop My View Manager. So you plug in your micro SD card and download the footage. You can use this on a Mac or a PC. Other models, uh, they have the easy share via Wi-Fi. So there's an app you download to your phone, connect to the dash cam, and then you can download and share the footage instantly, even right from the accident site. If you've had a if you've had an issue, you can immediately download it to your phone because you don't have time to dash home and fire up the computer. You've got your smartphone with you. You can easily download that footage to your phone and send it to the insurance or the police, whoever you need to, or to the other driver 
driver just to prove that you've got the uh, the footage, the video footage. Now, there is one there is one thing you really need to keep in mind. A dash cam, while it has a great camera and great design and it's really, really rugged and can handle the road, one important thing to consider is the quality of the micro SD card. Now, not all micro SD cards can handle being in a dash cam. You really need the right type of card, one that's that's robust enough for constant recording and re-recording that dash cams need. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of demands. It needs to be able to handle being in a, sometimes in a hot vehicle. So the, these things you really need. There are some some a lot of most brands of micro SD card have specialist SD cards designed for dash cam. So keep an eye for those. But don't make the mistake of the the weakest point could be that micro SD card. So if you paid for a great Navman dash cam, you don't want to be let down by a poor micro SD card. Now, a lot of dash cams also come with safety alerts. Do you remember GPSs were handy? Like, I, I know a lot of drivers who still have their GPS turned on, their, their, their standalone GPS systems, because it provided them with those safety alerts. Now, there are some that still do that as well. They, they're updated monthly via Wi-Fi, and they give you an audible warning if you're approaching a camera or a pedestrian crossing, a school zone. So... It is important to be able to have those warnings because if you're driving in an area that you're not familiar with, it's really easy to roll through a school zone and not see that it's it's 2.30 in the afternoon and you're doing 50 in a 40 zone. This And also, if the, you don't know, there's a red light, there's a speed camera near the near a set of traffic lights as well. The, the Navman, the dash cams can help you with that as well. Now, dash cams come in various models, including a f- models that just have a front camera and models with both a front and rear camera. Um, so I asked Wendy, well, which would you recommend? And she replied that a lot of accidents are nose to tail. So it makes sense to have both cameras. So a model with a, both a front and a rear, and it can come down to what wiring you're comfortable with. You can get it professionally installed, but the rear camera is linked and wired from the front camera. And... Um, Single cameras are obviously less expensive, but dual cameras start at about $300. So it's worth considering that because, as she said, most accidents are nose to tail. So, so rear-end accidents, if you've got a front-facing dash cam, you're not going to capture the footage of someone uh, knocking knocking you from behind. Now, the another question uh, is, does the dash, dash cam need to have a screen? So having a screen, I, I know that having that on your windscreen, it makes it bigger. Uh, so not a lot of, you know, there are models, a lot of my view dash cams have a screen, but there are more discrete models without the screen. So what you do, you're able to put the dash cam behind the mirror. So it, you're getting all the protection of a dash cam, but without without the the size and the, the that, that sheer big device sitting on your windscreen. Um, so, and not, not having a screen means that you can connect your phone anytime and see live footage, recorded footage. So there's that option as well. So 
Uh, it's interesting. Navman were actually bought out by a large company called MyTac. It's a big global technology conglomerate. They had a large division, including a huge research and development division as well. And the research and development was, would you believe, in automotive tech. So it makes sense for them to uh, to join forces. That incorporates AI and Internet of Things. So a huge advantage for Navman there to develop and manufacture products for their respective local markets. So... What are we going to see in the future? Uh, there's a there's a large and growing operation under MyTac, and they're offering connected dash cam telematic solutions to commercial and industrial customers as well, like fleet operators, uh, research companies, and trucking industry. There is something that would really help those industries. Connected dash cams enable the recording from front, rear, and even inside a driver's cabin. So you can instantly be transmitted back to an organization's central hub where it can be monitored and analyzed, like a cab company might have that or an Uber driver might want that as well. So that's just an added, added safety feature there. So there's a lot beyond what any regular driver would feel they need, but some of that R&D is going to feature in some future dash cams. So that's exciting. And if you want to buy a dash cam for Christmas, there's a link on our story on Tech Guide to Navman's website, navman.com.au. And if you get in an order before December 9, you'll be guaranteed delivery before Christmas. So that's a little bit of a what you need to know about your dash cams and how they're improving. Navman are the leaders in this area and good of Wendy to give us her time to answer those questions via email, probably from a nice lounge chair by the beat, by the pool in Fiji. Thanks a lot, Wendy, for doing that. If you want to read that Q&A, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, let's talk about Rode. Rode is a really cool Australian company. They make great microphones. I'm talking into a Rode microphone right now, the Procaster, and I'm recording on a Rode product, the Rodecaster Pro 2. And so I'm a fan of Rode. They've got a lot of cool products, the latest being the Rode Video Micro 2. This is a small mini shotgun mic that you can place on top of a camera or connect to a smartphone. Now, content creators, are, they're all out there and they're trying to create good video, but a lot of people neglect the audio quality as well. So having the Video Micro 2 really does improve it. It's a, it's a small condenser microphone with a supercardoid polar pattern. So it's, got, it's, it's suitable for directional audio capture. That means it can beam in on what it's pointed at while at the same time reducing background noise at the very same time. Now, it has been, the design's been refreshed to accommodate the new technology on board. To, there's an annular line tube inside. So, what you get is this full bodied sound. The circuitry's also been redesigned for enhanced sensitivity and reduced self noise. So, it's pointing out, not picking up your noise. And so, what you get is this really nice sound from such a, you'll be surprised that from, from such a compact design. Weighs only 39 grams, would you believe, the Video Micro 2. Plug and play as well. The setup, there's no buttons on it, no other complicated controls can connect directly to your camera or your smartphone. Uh, it includes the Helix isolation mount and red suspension mount. So it, it does really, it takes the, the from our, it protects it from those outside vibrations that are a result of knocks and bumps when you're moving the camera or the phone. 
It does also have some handy cable management clips as well so that your cables aren't getting in the way. And if you're using it with a camera, it has the standard mount for sliding inside a camera's cold shoe that's normally located on top of the camera. Uh, and it's got a three 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 eighths of an inch thread to mount on top of a boom pole if you want to record your audio that way. It does also come with a foam shield and a furry shield. Uh, these are wind shields to reduce outside. So if you're shooting outdoors, it reduces that wind noise as well. Comes with a 3.5 mil TRS to TRS cable to connect camera. Uh, and 3.5mm TRS to TRRS cable to connect to a smartphone so you're able to improve your audio quality as well. So you're getting professional-grade on-camera shotgun microphone, the Helix isolation mount system, uh, easy connectivity to a camera or a smartphone, super cardioid polar pattern for those highly directional audio capture, uh, really ultra-compact, just 39 grams, and... It's priced at $135. Road are doing great work in the audio space, really flying the flag uh, for Australia on the world stage. All of their products are made in Sydney, Australia. All, all of their products out, out uh, in Silverwater, out in the Sydney suburb of Silverwater. So a really proud Aussie company doing some great work. Their gear is uh, second to none. They're doing some good work, latest of which is this Video Micro 2, priced at 135 bucks. You want to take a closer look? Check it out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Our digital generation has seen a sharp increase in cybercrime and data breaches. The potential risk of your personal information being exposed to cybercriminals could mean lost money, time and effort trying to resolve it. It's time to have a plan. Norton Identity Advisor Plus comes with restoration support in case of identity theft and insurance coverage for specific losses and expenses up to $58,000, as well as social media monitoring and dark web monitoring. If you discover you're a victim of identity theft, with Norton Identity Advisor Plus, you have access to our dedicated restoration specialist to help you evaluate and address your identity fraud claim and recommend a plan to help resolve the fraudulent activity. They also monitor the dark web for your personal information and notify you if discovered, as well as insurance of up to $58,000 to help with specific losses and expenses coverage should you become a victim of identity theft. Norton Identity Advisor Plus is available now at Officeworks or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Kicking off the review, let's talk about the new Kindle Scribe. Now, this is the brand new Kindle. Kindle, as we know, uh, the from, they're an Amazon company, and they make the original ebook ebook manufacturer, and have been producing fantastic ebook readers over the years, which allow you to read your book in comfort. Uh, their their screens have lights built in now, so can no matter what conditions you're reading in. Uh, they've got their paper white screens and there's the store built in as well. So you've got Wi-Fi connectivity. So you can, if you, someone recommends a book, you can look it up in the Kindle store and download it within seconds. Well, the brand new Kindle, the Kindle Scribe, is not only the largest Kindle they've produced in recent times, but it's also 
allows you to write on the screen as well. Typically, a Kindle is something that is read-only product. So you're reading, you're not writing, you're not really inputting any kind of, any kind of uh, information or writing anything. But the new Kindle Scribe changes all that. The 10.2-inch paper-white glare-free screen has 300 PPI. That's pixels per inch. So it's really sharp, really clear, has an adjustable built-in light. So as I said, whatever reading or writing environment you happen to be, the screen will adjust to that environment. Now, it is much larger than previous Kindles. So one thing, one advantage of a regular Kindle is it's small and it's, it's feather light. So that makes it easy to hold for a long period of time. So if you're reading uh, and you need to hold this thing, having it making it a light product means it's it's a breeze to hold it for hours at a time. Kindle Scribe, different story. It's larger, it's heavy, it's 433 grams. That's about uh, the same as as a tablet, if you if you ever held a tablet. Um, and so that's one thing to consider. If if you're really into your reading and writing is not not really of interest, then the Kindle Scribe might not be for you. So you're getting that bigger screen and added weight because of the capabilities for you to do some writing on the screen. If that's not something you're interested in, then the lighter, smaller Kindles are more your bag. But that large 10.2-inch screen, though, if you are interested in reading, can fit a lot more text on there. I like that because you're turning the page less often than you would on a smaller Kindle. I find on a smaller Kindle, you're tapping the next page every 10 seconds, whereas this, you can be tapping the next page every minute or two because it can fit in a lot more text on that larger 10.2-inch display. But let's talk about the writing, and the Kindle Scribe comes with a basic or premium pen. The difference is the premium pen has a shortcut button and a dedicated eraser on top of it as well. That's why it's premium. Uh, so it does come bundled uh, by default with a basic pen. You can upgrade to the premium pen if you like. But I have to say, my experiences for this review, writing on the screen was Im- amazing. It, it was incredibly responsive, like writing on paper. And you, it even included the slight roughness on the screen that you feel. Like if you write on a piece of paper, a piece of paper is not like smooth like glass. There's like this little roughness. There's this coarseness to the paper. And... That's important to have that right, the right feel. Like you, you, I've re, I've spoken about screen covers you can buy for iPads to give you that impression of that course of feeling. So it's more realistic for artists and and drawers and and other people who uh, designers who are right scribbling on a screen. So the screen without that protection on an iPad doesn't feel like a screen. It's like writing on glass. So if someone who really wants to recreate the, f- the feeling of writing on a physical page with a pen or a pencil, you need that added texture, and that's exactly what you get with the Kindle. Now, the Kindle of the, the Kindle pen that uh, has – you can change the thickness of the pen, even switch to a thicker highlighter if you like. So there are those controls. And when you finish with the pen, it attaches magnetically on the side of the Kindle. The Kindle uh, – the scribe has – a thick bezel on one side and a thin bezel on the other. So I suggest the thicker bezel on the what I call the left-hand side of the product is where you hold the device. It gives you it's like a little space to put your hand without touching the screen. So the narrow side is where you can attach the, the pen magnetically. Um, it does come with a few spare pen nibs as well because that coarseness 
leads to nibs wearing out, but there are like there's like ten in the box that's going to last you forever. Um, there's a few ways you can write on the scribe. So one is to use the device to take, create, and store your notes. So you can create and you can name and create a folder and fill it with notebooks. So think of it as a binder and all the loose pages inside of your notebooks. That's what the the folder structure is like. Uh, you can choose too. That what I like is there are a lot of templates to choose from. So you can you might like a ruled page, a blank page. You might like uh, like space in a margin. There's checklists, uh, to do lists, calendars. There's even music sheets. So if you're a musician, you're writing music. It even gives you a blank music sheet, so you could come up with some symphony on the Kindle Scribe. But writing text is really easy. Um, you And if you've got the premium pen, you simply flip it over if you make a mistake and use it like a regular pencil, you know, you rub it out. So you just rub the screen and, and wherever you've written it, it'll go away. It'll rub out what you just wrote. Now, the other way to write with the Kindle is being able to write when you're reading a book. I know there's a lot of people who read with a pen in their hand. So what you what what they like to do is have a highlighter or a pen underline passage highlight passages the kindle can help you do that sort of help you do that um what what the kindle allows you to do is say you've got a book that you purchased from the kindle store and you want to take a note or or highlight a passage or something you press you 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 turn you. There's a little control on the side that is either for navigating or for writing, and you press writing and you you click click a part of the screen that you want to write on, and what pops up is a sticky note. So you can either make it a handwritten note or a text note. So there's a little keyboard comes up, and what you're left with is a little icon of a little piece of paper where you've decided to make a note. And so that is your annotation of the book. So you can't see highlighted passages, underlined passages. You can only read the sticky note present at that particular space. And I think for reading books, I think that's a lot of people are going to be annoyed that they can't annotate and underline and do that. So there may be some people, myself included, who thought that would have been a better feature, being able to actually highlight things and underline things and circle things. Kindle says, and we we imagine the authors would agree, they don't want your scribble cluttering up the page. So is that a reason to do it? I don't know. All, all the sticky notes, they're organized by book, easy to navigate and export all your notes as well. But get this, it only works on books downloaded from the Kindle store. So if you upload a book and you try to write those, those annotated and underlined things, it won't work. So uh, if, you, if you've uploaded an EPUB format to the device, you can still read it, but you can put the pen away because there's no way to make notes on those books. You can only make notes on Kindle books. So touching the screen on those with the pen on those EPUB books you've, that you've uploaded only turns the page. It's only the Kindle books from Kindle stores that allow them to be to be to live for you to leave the sticky notes. So if you like to write all over your documents, this is a feature that I like. You can send the document to the Kindle as a PDF. So you can you 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 can either use the app or go to the Amazon website and link to your book. They've got a send to Kindle site. 
So if you want to upload a document, for example, uh, that you'll want to see circles and underlining, it needs to be a PDF. So if it's something you're doing for, for study or for work, uh, and once it's in your library, you can write on that PDF, under, underline it, circle words. I've done an example of, on my review. Uh, and that'll stay visible so you can see the document like that. You can't do that with books, unfortunately. Um, from next year, you'll be able to send documents to the Kindle Scribe directly from Microsoft Word. That's uh, that's another cool feature too. So look, as a reading device, I really rate it. It's got that adaptive lighting, larger screen. You can read a lot more text between page turns, but it's heavier than a regular Kindle. So you might get a little bit tired holding it. You can buy covers uh, that also act as a stand for the Kindle Scribe as well. Battery life is incredible, measured in weeks, not days. Like we, I had it fully charged, was using it all week, and it was only down to 80%. It's crazy. You probably take this on a six-week holiday and not have to charge it up. Um, there are three memory variants, 16 gig, 32 gig, 64 gig, your choice of basic or the premium pen. Starts at 549 for the 16 gig with the basic pen, or you can have 16 gig with the premium pen for 599 If you choose the 32 and 64 gig variants, they include the premium pen, and the 32 gig is 629 64 gig, 679 so, uh, look, I, I really like this product. It's a shame you can't write all over your books and sort of they should have a mode where you can sort of have it in no note mode and reading mode so that all your scribble can maybe disappear at, at the press of a button and reappear when you want to read the particular notes. So I reckon that that, that is probably one of the downsides there. I, I'd prefer to be able to read like when you upload a PDF so you can put circle things and underline things and see that on the page rather than just clicking on a little picture of a paper and seeing this little sticky note pop up. I don't know. That's that's probably not what people had in mind when they wanted to when they want to read a book with a pen in their hand. They want to highlight passages, underline words, circle things, write in the margins. Can't do that, unfortunately, with the Kindle Scribe. But overall, still a great reading product and a good writing product too. If you just want to keep notes and text and kiss all your notes in a in a in an orderly manner, you can certainly do that. If you want to read our complete review of the Kindle Scribe, you can check it at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, let's change gears here. We're going to talk about an air purifier. This is the Smart Me, and that's smart with M-I in the end, Smart Me. This is the P-I, P-1, I should say, P-1 air purifier. Now, a lot of people are under this false impression that the air in your home is clean, cleaner than the outside air. In many cases, that's wrong. Because A, the air in your house has nowhere to go. It's in your house. And B, we contribute to the poor quality of the air from cooking odors, pet dander, odors coming from products and other things and plant pollen and all this sort of stuff in your house. And that con contributes to the poor air quality you have in your home. So what you need is a product like the Smart Me Air Purifier P1. So if you're someone who's got allergies and sensitivities, the Smart Me Air Purifier P1 can remove things like mold spores, pollen, dust mites, smoke, pet dander that would normally have an effect on the health and well-being of the people in your house, including your kids, in a matter of minutes. 
Smart Me, they've been around about seven years. They've designed products that help customers enjoy a clean and comfortable household. There's already several innovative smart products they've already brought to market, including smart humidifiers and fresh air ventilation systems. So they've poured all those technologies. The P1 is the culmination of those developments that can purify your living space. If you've got a living space as large as 30 square metres, there's a lot of open plan rooms in our homes nowadays, it can purify that space in between 10 and 20 minutes, depending on the quality of the air to begin with. For smaller rooms, of course, like your bedroom, that's even faster and as little as six and a half minutes. So how the P1 does this, it's got a true HEPA filter that's three times more efficient than a regular HEPA filter, can remove 99.97% of airborne particles. And it's not just about the purification, it's also about sensing the air as well. So it actively monitors the air in your home through the onboard PM10 and PM2.5 dual-purpose laser particle sensors. So it can sense what the quality of the air is like. It needs to know what it's filtering and then can give you a report via the companion app on the quality of the air. The companion app, by the way, really easy to pair to the device, allows you then to control the device remotely, see the quality of your air. So it'll give you a rating on the quality of your air as well. So it lets you stay on top of the whole situation. It weighs just three kilograms. Uh, it's 36.2 centimeters tall, 22 centimeters wide. So wide, relatively small footprint, also has a leather handle. So you can actually easily carry this room to room. So if you want to, if you finish, say you go into bed, you want to take it into the bedroom or your child's room, or you want to go watch TV somewhere, you can take it into that room and then still enjoy that air purification. There's an air intake grill around the lower half of the unit, and that draws the air, the room's air into its HEPA filter and then releases the, the purified air through the top of the unit. And you know what? It's quiet too. It operates between 19 decibels and 49 decibels. Even at 49 decibels, that's still quieter than a regular speaking voice. So it is whisper quiet. Even in bed, you can have this in the bedroom and not even know it's on. Uh, there are touch controls on top so you can set the mode for the P1 between custom, normal, auto, and sleep. There's a timer that lets you set up to eight hours of operation. It'll automatically shut down after the, the time period you set uh, and does work well with the companion app and also works with HomeKit on, an, on your Apple devices, Amazon, uh, through Alexa and also Google Assistant. So you can, this is a smart product that can be added into your smart home setup so you can control it with your voice as well. Uh, it's available in silver and dark gray. It's just 299 bucks. It's available from their website. There's a link on Tech Guide as well. If you want a light, portable, and effective air purifying system, the Smart Me P1 air purifier should be on your list. And if you want to check it out, it's on our website, techguide.com.au. Now, who of us, many of us, have an iPad or a tablet, and we use them in various ways, but being able to use a tablet hands-free but positioned exactly how you want it uh, you need a product like the Hover Bar Tower from 12 South. Now, this is a stand. We've talked about it. There are other Hover Bars, the sort of small desktop 
iPad uh, stands. This is the tower, which means it's floor, it's a floor stand. So it's got a weighted base. There's three tower posts, which when screwed together, bring the iPad as, as high as standing height. And there's a separate arm that holds the tablet, an arm and a mount that holds the tablet securely in place. So you might want to position this to for a video call or to sit in bed and watch your stuff or to you might be using it as your exercise your exercise routine or you might be a musician maybe reading music or something on it as well so all these scenarios that require hands-free operation the hover bar tower can help you do it now it can hold ipads all the way up to the 12.9 inch ipad pro i know that i've, I've done it i'll tell you how i've used this uh the hover bar the hover tower hover bar tower is when Trevor Long and I record our podcast, The Best Movies You've Never Seen. If you haven't subscribed to that, by the way, subscribe to it. If you love movies, I'm the movie head who's seen all the movies. Trevor's never seen a movie. And so I pick movies that he's seen for the first time, I'm seeing for the hundredth time. Anyway, I drive that show and I need to have the script in front of me and all the cues for the audio. So I use the hover bar tower so that it's positioned in front of me so I can read it without having to hold it. So that leaves my hands free to operate the, the the roadcaster so I can do the audio stings and all the things that I need to do. So that's just my example. Your example might be you've got an exercise bike and you want to position the iPad to, to have your workout. You might be a Peloton customer. You might want to position it because you're learning how to play the guitar and you need to have the, the instructions in front of you. Or you might be in the kitchen. You might have it set up just near the kitchen bench so that you can follow a recipe or watch a video, someone follow a video recipe. So there's all these ways it can be used. And at the end of the day, it's hands-free. That, that's the whole point of this. And it's adjustable to any height that you want. You can just simply remove one of those tower bars, uh, the, the steel tower posts, I should say. If you want to make it uh, shorter, you just unscrew one of the tower posts and put it back together again, or use all three to make it as high as it can possibly go. The option uh, is all lies in your hands. Uh, it's available now. It's priced at $199. It's available in black or white. Uh, we got the black one, and we're using it. I use it every week, and I use it not just for recording podcasts, but for for other things I'm learning how to do. Uh, but it is really handy to have and adjustable, so it can be can be used in one room to be watching your content, another room and maybe following an exercise routine, another room if maybe one of your children's learning how to play the guitar or a musical instrument. Uh, and it doesn't come with earplugs ear if you're asking about that, but it is very handy to have though. And I think there'll be a lot of uses for this in your household. The Hover Bar Tower, $199, bucks in, available in black or white. If you want to see what it looks like, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad-band whole home mesh system, opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash 
best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is proudly supported by Belkin. They're the company that can help you find the right accessories, MagSafe hove, MagSafe cases, MagSafe chargers, you name it. Belkin's got it. Check it out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I had an interesting email from a gentleman who was just about to go on holiday. I think he's going to Europe. And he asked about a device to to allow them to a, a translation device and my response was well what do you mean you've already got a device you've got a smartphone you don't need a device you can use an app there are so many free language translation apps which are both available for android and ios so many of them i think there's one built in google translate's built in so that that's on android devices and also on the pixel devices i think it also there is a version for ios as well google translate so it actually listens out and can answer and translate so it's pretty handy like that but there are there are others too many to mention here i'll mention a couple there's day translations both available in android and ios speak and translate uh, it's a, it's an iOS only app. Uh, there's Say Hi, which is both Android and iOS. iTranslate again, Android and iOS. Trip Lingo is another, both Android and iOS. So the the point of the a point of this is the fact that you don't need a device. You've already got a device. Put it on. Put it. Install a, a, an app on that device, and that turns it into a translator. But good luck to you. You're going to Europe, so enjoy that. Uh, and maybe, I don't know, you might want to take some lessons before you go. If you've got some time, I like to know the language sometimes, the basics. So uh, that you can find apps for that as well to learn Spanish or French or Italian or German or wherever you happen to be going. Uh, I, I, my family is from Malta, so I, I can understand Maltese. I can speak a little bit of Maltese. can understand it really well. But uh, I can make myself understood. But it would be nice to know. The, some other languages as well if you're traveling around Europe. So you can you can say thank you and hello and uh, order a drink or ask where the bathroom is. Really handy to have that. But of course, if you can't if you can't learn that before your trip, you can install one of those translation apps. And that's the full-time siren for Tech Guide episode 530. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out any more about what we've spoken about, you can find it, everything we've spoken about at techguide.com.au and feel free to get in touch with us. Info at techguide.com.au is the email address. Uh, we can uh, You may be part of the Tech Guide help desk or you can click on the Ask Stephen icon and that will get an email to me pronto and I'll try to answer you as quickly as that as well. We'd like to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 